that's a nice big mug of beer. That is. Yeah, it's so um I'm a I'm a real lightweight, super lightweight. And so when I go on podcasts, a lot of them are late. This is late at night for me. I go to bed at like 9 30. Gotcha. Um because I'm good to know. An old, old woman. Um I'm like the oldest 38-year-old you'll ever meet. Uh, and so uh, my friend owns a non-alcoholic brewery, Athletic Brewing, which you can get. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. everywhere. Uh, I went yeah. to high school with their founder. He Seriously. Dated, he dated my sister. <laughs> wow. That's a small <laughs> yeah. world, huh? Yeah. Uh, Crazy. And he, he's super nice. So I was like, hey, I, like, I sometimes will go on like shows or I'll do stuff. And like I want to drink a beer, but I don't really want to drink a beer. And the a case of athletics showed up at my house this morning. So I'm Oh beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like all I'm all in. So what um, are you drinking? So this is their um they just made it year round. This is their hazy IPA, which is a uh, free wave. Nice. It's good. Nice. Yeah. It's it, yeah. So I and I like their beer a lot. Like I'm I'm a I remember when he started I was like really like uh, I don't know but like Man, do they have a great business model? They treat their employees really well. They're awesome. Like, they have one of my comics in their tasting room. Awesome. That yeah. is awesome. And what a great place to start. That's with. a, that's a great place. They treat their employees well. Exactly. They and treat their you... employees super, super. He was like, I want to hire more. He like emailed me once out of the blue. He's like, I want to hire more women. Uh, what do I do? Like, who do I contact? Nice. And I was like, they, they do a lot of, he does a lot of stuff. They do a lot of stuff with beer culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did a collaboration with them and uh, Green Bench. Yeah, they're uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm very cool. Wishing them all the best. Everybody's probably wondering at this point who we're talking to. This is M. Sauter. Oh yeah, hi, hello. And and this is beers (laughs) with Nigel. Go for it, Nick. Here we go. We right back. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dire Oil Graphics can build for you at direoil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. Welcome to Beers with Nigel, guys. I'm Nigel. That's Nick. I'm that other guy. Welcome to the show. This week, we have M. Sauter, all the way from Connecticut, as we like to call it here. We don't yep. call it that here, but it's, it's Connecticut. I had a, a, well, a sweatshirt. phonetic spelling. Well, I had a, 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 a sweatshirt one time. It was one of those sh- uh, cheap stores because it was spelled wrong. So, <laughs> and it was, it was Connecticut. <laughs> so, anyway, welcome, M. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Thanks we're, for having me. Awesome. No, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Won't you tell people who M. Sauter is real quick? Uh, so I'm M. I do a uh, website online called Pints and Panels. So I review, or I don't review beer anymore. I used to review beer. So if you go on back into like the archive, you can find some really wacky stuff where I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> I, I already like this. It's not pretty. <laughs> it appeals to uh, me. It's uh, it's not great. Um, but in 2019, I switched to doing visual beer education. So I tackle beer styles. I draw bottles of beers or cans of bottles and beers I really like. Uh, I draw. I just draw about beer, and I post them every day on social media. There's new content every day, and that's what I do. I'm an artist, cartoonist. I do commissions. 
Uh, I work part-time at a brewery here in Connecticut called Fox Farm. Uh, I'm slightly biased, but I, we are the best brewery in the state. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really great lagers, mixed fermentation. Our spontaneous fermentation program is starting to kick off, and um, the owners are just really good, nice people, and the beer's good. And, yeah, maybe we'll get to pour people draft beer soon. So, Gosh, wouldn't that be great? Like the yeah. old days. I know. It's been a year. One yeah. year this this week actually since yep. we, we are curbside only. So has it been that way all, all year? What's what what have the rules in Connecticut been? So um, breweries can be open, but there uh, has to be food, and we at Fox Farm didn't really want to go up against our good friends who we are in a very small town in eastern Connecticut called Salem, Connecticut. Uh, and we have, are very good friends with the people who own restaurants there. And we don't really want to go up against them. We want people to go there. And so we made the choice just to do cans to go uh, since the, yeah, the 19th of March. So about wow. a year. And so we've been doing it out of the back of the barn. We put in like an ice cream window so yeah. we could stay closed. Like we could keep because the barn is uninsulated. The brewery is in a 1960s era cow barn. Wow. So it is really cold in the, in the winter and really hot in the summer it is not insulated at all um so we've been selling cans just through this like slide window and then we do you can come up and buy beer there or you can get it uh online and then pick it up um and it's been working out we didn't have to cut production no one lost their jobs everyone's been there's only like eight of us that work there so but yeah we it's been a little slow in the winter, but right. it's going to pick up. Hopefully we'll be open whenever they get rid of the food mandate. That's what people, every car that rolls up is like, when are you going to open? And we don't right. have an answer for them, but then they're like, but I'm vaccinated. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. That's, that's kind <laughs> of a, that's, I don't care about you. So, you know. That's kind of a weird mandate to, you got to have food if you want to be open. I mean, what's yeah. that got to do with the virus? <laughs> I don't, I think it's people to like, no one like bar. I don't know. It was, we in Connecticut take all our cues from New York. Uh, oh. It's like kind of a tri-state mandate. So right, that, right. they are the rule. They created that rule and our governor create, like kept with it. So it, it will go away, I would assume. Right. Um, but most breweries do like, there's a 12% imports. They're a, a um, contract brewer, but they brew some like, what they brew for American Solera out of Oklahoma. They brew right. for a lot of breweries. They'll they do this like four dollar cheese plate, which is like <laughs> string cheese, some crackers, and like yeah. a salami. And then it's you can drink, then you can drink there. It's food, uh, yeah. And it's Here's outside. A of saltines. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So you can go there, or you know, there's a lot of we've been kegging somewhat for bars. Um, so that's. I just tried our West Coast style pale ale on draft for the first time ever on Saturday. I had never had it on. I'd only oh, had it in cans. Yeah, and it yeah. was so good. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, I wonder if the uh, the special charcuterie board has like, you know, $7 you get the club crackers. I don't, yeah. I mean. I've not been to the, the last time I went there was before the before times. I went on my birthday uh, and they were open and, you know, whatnot. But it was, yeah. But most breweries were there. I think there are only two breweries in the state that aren't open right now. And that's us and uh, my friend Ke uh, Kent Falls, my friend Barry's Brewery. And they're out in like their western in the woods. You got to take like a dirt road to get there. Oh, gosh. And they're just doing just distro. 
they like leaned really heavy on distro. Gotcha. So you can still gotcha. get the beer. So. so, so what's what's your what's your beer story? What what got you into beer? Do you remember your your first craft beer? I so um, the my first book is dedicated to the beer that got me into beer, which was Sam Adams White Ale, which okay. was their spring seasonal back in the day. This is so this is two thousand six. Okay. And I'm 23 and I had, I was at a sports bar watching the Super Bowl with my friend in New Hampshire and I ordered a Sam Adams white ale. It was $4 and 50 cents. It came in a 25 ounce mug, like one of those giant bowling alley mugs with a big (laughs) handle. And I was like, all right, cool. And I took a sip and I was at the, I remember it like it was yesterday. And I took a sip and I was like, my life will never be the same. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm like this is like this is the best thing i've ever had i i'm blown away i want to drink beer for the rest of my life i love beer that's what i want to do did you love beer before that though i did i mean i drank we were um we drank a lot of molson canadian i went to college in the hudson valley in new york so we drank a lot of like molson canadian we drank a lot of yingling like the right. cases we never drank the like cheap stuff we always kind of like Went like one step above, I guess. Yeah, I'm a bit jealous right now. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was not my college experience. No, not mine either. We couldn't get Molson or Yingling. Yeah, I mean, but and Molson Canadian, the reason we drank it was 28 in a box instead of 24. Because we oh. go to the, in New York, they have what are called home D's or home distributors. So the distributor kind of owns the, I, I actually have no idea how it works. I just know you have to buy it by the case and it's cheap. So we would go there and buy beer and you could buy a 28 pack of Molson for like 15 bucks. Six, it was deal. dirt yeah. cheap. And so yeah. we would just do that. Um, so that's where, and it was almost cheaper than Budweiser. Cause I remember a 30, I remember buying a 30 rack of Bud for my 21st birthday and it was 22 bucks. And I was just <laughs> like, that's more expensive than Yingling. And that's <laughs> normally what we drank. Um, so, I mean, Oh, yeah, that was, and Molson Canadian had like pickup lines on the back that were like kind of offensive that we thought were really funny. So we would, <laughs> there was like hot tub, not know this. There was, like, hot tub inspector, like be different, say yes, which is like, yeah, you can't do that now. You know, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you moved context of years. It's, it's a little different now. Yeah. Yeah. So, fun. but yeah, fun. that's, that's where I started with beer. And after the White Ale, I, it was, that was it. Fun fact: We don't get Yingling here. The closest. It's fine. But you know, but but people, you know, still go ape shit about it because you have to drive three hours to go get it from here. So people go to Arkansas. Yeah, you're right. Anything you have to drive for. Yeah, we used to. So in Connecticut, when I was 21, um, you couldn't buy beer on Sundays, and you couldn't buy beer after eight o'clock. But I grew up about a 20 minute drive from the border. So we would drive to Portchester, New York, and we would buy Yingling and then drive it back. And so we were close enough, though, where the rules really didn't bother us enough. But yeah, right. it was, yeah, you, uh, now it's, uh, you can't, in Connecticut, you still can't buy beer after 10. You can't buy alcohol after 10. Wow. And then on Sundays, it's, you can buy beer, you can buy alcohol from 10 to 7. Good old government wow. keeping our the old laws that still exist. Yeah, yeah, they still. But it used to be you couldn't buy. They changed the law. The Sunday law got changed recently. It's like two thousand ten years ago, two thousand twelve, yeah. two thousand thirteen. So yeah, that was um, the case here. That was yeah, Kansas and Missouri. And, yeah, Missouri's is 
a little earlier, but yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you couldn't buy it on Sunday list that you went to a package store that sold food. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and, then, and then it was you could buy it on Sunday, but you had to wait till noon. And then, yeah. they, you, then you'd play, you know, um, a, two times the price. Right. You know, because you couldn't get any place else. So. The mm. popularity of Chiefs football changed that. Yeah, part. I think so. <laughs> I think so. So what's the uh, what's the Connecticut beer culture like? I, I know nothing about it's great. it. great. Connecticut has a great... So it was a little slow to start. When I turned 21 in 2004, we had a few a handful of breweries. And they were all pretty good. Um, and then when like the craft beer boom really hit uh, around 2013 or so, I moved around. So I lived in Massachusetts. I moved to Vermont to go to art school. I moved to Oregon for a year to oh, kind wow. of... I, I love New England. This is where I'm from. This is where I want to be. This is where my family is. But I wanted to kind of try a different. So I moved to Oregon for a year, worked in a beer bar, which was great. I don't like that football started at 10 in the morning. That was upsetting <laughs> to me. Because I would work till midnight at the bar. Yeah. And then I'd wake up at like 1030. And, and and they also showed the like the worst possible. I'm like, Raiders, but like, who want no? Who wants yeah. to? It was like the worst. I don't even know who they would show, but it was. Yeah, you were getting the West Coast games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting the West Coast games. I wanted, um, and I want to watch. I'm a New York Giants fan, so I wanted to watch my Giants, which I couldn't. So I listened to them on yeah. the radio, but um, yeah. So I moved there, and then I moved back to Connecticut in 2012, and I've been here ever since. So the past nine years, uh, but the beer scene is really good. We have over 100 breweries now in the state. Wow. The town that I live in, which is about 74,000 people, so it's one of the larger towns in the state. We have two very good breweries. We have Alvarium, um, and we have five churches, uh, and they're both very good very good uh, breweries. Alvarium is more, I prefer it, no, no disrespect to like Drew and Phil and the guys at Five Churches, their beers are really good too, um, but I like Alvarium's beers a lot. They cater to like all... They do the like weird pastry where they brew a graham cracker. Oh yeah, yeah. The but then, pounds. but then they'll brew a pre-prohibition style lager, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? Or they'll brew like a dark mild. They're right. half of they're half of uh, A friend of mine came in to visit. Um, he's also an advanced cicerone. We took him to Alvarium, or I gave him a can of Alvarium. Didn't tell her what it was, and it was their half of and he was. He did not believe that it was brewed in Connecticut. He was like, this is German. And I'm like, no, it's brewed in New Britain. And yeah, he was like, no, yeah. you're lying to me. And I'm like, I'm not lying to you, man. Like this be and it's, their beers are really good. So. I think it, it's funny how she called her town, the town and it's 74,000. Right, right. That's a town. <laughs> it's a town. That's a town. You're not much bigger than, we're right outside Kansas City and we're just hit over a hundred thousand. Oh, okay. we, yeah. we certainly don't call it a town. I mean, no. it's a city. Like, yeah, yeah. They call it a city. I just, it's in, to me, it's, I guess where I, I live in, I live right on the border with West Hartford, which is the like other t- like closer to Hartford, which is the, the capital, the main city. Mm-hmm. And I live in a very like suburban section of New Britain. So I don't think of it as a city, um, but it, I guess it is a city. So, but <laughs> to me, it's a town. It's a quaint little town of 74,000 people. Yeah. It's a village. <laughs> so tell us the story. We kind of got the story about the, you have some uh, some uh, connections to athletic brewing. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So um, Bill Schufelt, who I call Billy, because we went to like nursery school. Like his mother and my mother were like <laughs> childhood, but, like they're like really good friends. So it just it feels like I just he's 
I love athletics so much. I'm so happy for them. Um, he, when he started it, he like gave me a tour. I walked around. I met their brewer. It was super small time. And now they're national. They bought Ballast Points Old Brewery. So they're crushing. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. They're, you know, I think they're, they're doing a really, really good job. They do a lot of e-commerce. Right, so like, right. You know, the UPS guy showed up and brought me a case of beer today. You're bl you're blessed. It was. I, he sent me more than I like thought. I was like, "Hey, can I have more athletic?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And then this case showed. Like, he's super generous, nice guy. So, but they're my official beer of of podcasts and late night. So, I guess I'm like an influencer now or something. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, Nick, you ready for a mystery beer before you ask your question? Yeah, let's do mystery beer. We have mystery beers. Um, oh, yay. So, um, I, you know, I'll just give you the spiel. Okay. This is our mystery beer bag. We, we, it came from a golf course. I can tell. Uh, a friend of mine might have <laughs> procured it somehow. But we keep it classy, right? Of course. Here you go, Nick. Brown, oh, what do we got? Brown paper bag. You're going to need an opener for that one. Did you come prepared? Well, it's, just, it's the same opener I stole from last oh, time, so okay. it's fine. As long as we have it. There stole. you go. <laughs> what do we got here? You know, we started this a year ago, but Nick's had so many beers now, I really can't call him a neophyte. That's why I used to call him. But he's drank enough beer now to, to at least... I still claim it. You'll still claim it, but I try to bring him something different every time. So. I need to look at more of the panels so that I can talk with the, the words, the big words. <laughs> I don't think there are big words in my comics, but okay. not, not at all. That's what I love about it. <laughs> What we got there? Uh, North Coast Brewings, Old Rasputin, Russian Ooh, Imperial Stout. Wonderful, wonderful beer. I'm excited that about is, this one, actually. Yeah. That is a, a phenomenal. I'm giving a talk, actually, Wednesday night. I'm taking my first train in, not like ever. That's weird. <laughs> I was like, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> no, no. I'm, in my, like, since the pandemic, I'm going into New York City and I'm doing a talk. I'm doing a St. Patrick's. Uh, stout talk at the Yale Club, wow. and they picked they picked the beer. I know, very fancy. Uh, they picked the beers, and one of them is Old Rasputin. And I don't know who picked the other beers, but I was oh. like, excellent choices. That so, beer, that beer rocks. That'll get you messed up excellently. Well, glad, glad your, we're splitting that's, it. That's, that's why we're even better. It. <laughs> so, I mean, nine percent, but still, yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not that's a, a classic North Coast. Beer. I didn't even have to look. She just knows it's nine percent. Yeah, I, I was doing. Uh, I was doing notes for my talk on Wednesday, so I. <laughs> sorry, that's how I know. I hadn't seen that beer in a while, and I was in Lawrence at this liquor store because Missouri and Kansas, I get two because we're right on the border, right? Sure. And Kansas gets totally different beers than what we get in Missouri. So I was over there. I'm like, oh, I hadn't seen mm -hmm. one of those in in years. And I do love it, so it's a yeah, really great beer. I do I'm a fair sure. amount of beer shopping in Massachusetts. Which yeah, yeah. Like half hour, yeah, to Table and Vine in Springfield, Mass. Okay. Excellent, excellent beer selection. And they get, Massachusetts has much lower taxation or, or I guess, actually, I don't know if it's taxation, but the cost to enter their state for distribution is really low. Connecticut, it's obscenely high. Oh. So most places don't distribute in Connecticut. And why would you? It's like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Whereas in Massachusetts, it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. So we'll do the drive and you'll get like, we get like Rheingeist and like, I would get like all sorts of stuff that I'm like, I just kind of like, I bring like the cart and I like, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Sweep it all in. Yeah. What do you, th what do you think, Nick? Fantastic. Isn't that great? Junior, you're jealous. Yeah. We get our, our, one of our, our regulars, Junior. 
If we don't tell him what beer is happening on the podcast, he gets perturbed about us. So we have to let him know. Old, old, old Rasputin from North Coast North Brewing Coast. Company. And then we had Martin City's uh, Double Secret Hardway Jr. You can get that locally. You can get that locally, too. So obviously you're big into beer. Mm-hmm. You had that. You had that Sam Adams back in the day. You know what happened between then and now? Because obviously there was about a lot has happened with you. Yeah, that's true. And you really got serious into it. When did when did that start happening? Uh, so right after I well, when I was in New Hampshire, I was living in Boston, and so Boston had a really great beer scene at that time. I mean, it's the early aughts, so you've got a lot of like regionals. So you've got like Harpoon, uh, Allegash. Otter Creek, yeah. Long Trail, these like, but great quality, good beer, um, a lot of English style IPAs, but that's fine. Um, and it was just, it was, so I was living in Boston, so I would go to these beer bars with really great imports and like Cezanne DuPont and all that stuff. And just like, yeah. it was just ravenous for, I loved white ales. So I was like, okay, I like wit beers. What's like a wit beer? And then I'd have Hefeweizens and then I would get into the Belgians. And then I just like wanted to, drink all the beers you know you're just kind of like when you get into beer there's so much you know it's like and there's something to suit every flavor you're like i like i want to drink you know a darker beer and then there's like porter stouts coffee stouts oatmeal stouts milk stout you know there's there's something for everybody and that's what i really loved about beer and also the fact that like you can get a you know chimay white triple 750 for like 12 dollars, and that beer rocks and it's you, 12 you, bucks you can get that 12 dollars where you are uh well, now this was like oh uh, back so, then i was like, oh. I'm like hold now, on i'm like i'll, I'll be right back yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you accept apple pay <laughs> i want to say it's like 15 16 yeah a bottle we had saison dupont with dinner um and i think that bottle and that was a 750 that was 10 bucks and it was six months old or something. Yeah. And that was oh, so good. Like, and that's this like the, and like you can get, you know, small bottles of Chimay White for six bucks, you know, for a 12 ounce or yeah. seven bucks. That's, that's wild to me that these beers that are so, you know, world-class. I don't, I don't think we can get those for that price here, to be honest with you. Cause you, I've, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw Chimay, to be honest with you on the shelf. It's so good. I had, I, a Chimay, I had a Chimay Blue recently. I just love, I've, I went through a, a, a quad heavy winter, as in I was drinking a lot of quads because it was really cold and we had a lot of snow. That makes sense. And so I went and I would go to the local, either I have, so I have the Total Wine, which is the big guy. Right. Um, or I have, um, which is good for like, if you're going to buy like other stuff. But then I have uh, a friend of mine owns a liquor store in West Hartford, which is a town next to me called Harvest. And it's all in cooler. It's a little more expensive than total, but not by much. Um, he creates, because I'm studying for the Master Cicerone exam, he creates blind beer six packs for me and like wraps them individually. <laughs> and then my husband works in IT. He comes home at like 530 and he'll like pour me a beer. And then I like walk through like, what is this? Right. Like, yeah, it's pretty like it's pretty fun. So uh, we just learned a lot about the Cicerone program, or what I say is a lot. We probably got about this much information. Well, our, our last, last episode, yeah, it was uh, Neil Witty. He used to work oh. at Boulevard. He I was love on last Neil. Time. Yeah, he oh. was pretty awesome. He was pretty awesome. Neil is he's, he's the scariest proctor <laughs> in the whole world. He would be happy that you said that. Yeah, he he he, t- he, he took goes, some he took some uh, some enjoyment out of proctoring 
that uh, that portion he does. The first time I ever experienced him was the first time I took the master, and it was um, it was a the maintenance portion where you have a, you're in a room, you have a kegerator, and something's wrong, and you have to fix all the things. And it's not like you know, it's not plugged in. Like there's the probe seals missing or something. And it was a Guinness keg. And so it was a U-coupler because Guinness has their own proprietary coupler. Right. Um, and I remember looking at him and being like, Neil, a U-coupler? U and he was just like, you have 10 minutes. And he just like smiles through the whole thing. <laughs> and you're like, I love you so much, Neil. But like right now I'm just like, Ugh. and I couldn't, I got like a Ford. I couldn't figure it out. I have no idea what was, I still have no idea what was wrong with that keg. That was like four years ago. <laughs> but you're like, the last time I took it was 2019. And I fixed, there was two beers. One I fixed, and it was a Budweiser, um, like regular D Sankey. And I forget what, what was wrong with the other one. Um, but I kind of gave up and just drank the pint <laughs> of Budweiser. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know what's wrong. I'm just going <laughs> to drink, drink this. It. I'm just going to drink. And he just kind of looked at me and like took some notes. <laughs> but Neil is a sweet, I took it. He came to Connecticut. He was proctoring an exam and I took him out for New Haven style pizza. Connecticut is known really? for the be best pizza in the country. I did not know that. New Haven. You know, you know about yeah. this, I did not know this. Mm -hmm. It's New Haven style. So it's either like charcoal or like really hot, um, hot fire, real thin oval pizza. It kind of gets burnt. So it like freaks people out at first. You have to ask for mozzarella. If you don't, you just get this kind of like red pie with some like pop like Parmesan on it. Um, but they do a white pie with clam. That's the most like well known. Mm -hmm. wow. um, or I took him to Bar, uh, which is a brew pub uh, in, but also does New Haven style pizza, and they do a mashed potato, bacon, garlic, and that's what I took him for because that pizza with a white base, that pizza rocks. Sounds like um, it. It was. I, I need yeah. a road trip. Yeah, we need to go. New Haven Pizza is, and then you can go to East Rock Brewing um, on the east side of town, and it's a lager brewery, great dark lagers. I'm a real sucker for dark lagers, and their beers are really, really good. Uh, New Haven Pizza is really good. I miss it. I live like 40 minutes away, so we don't get it that much. There's a, Pepe's yeah. is the real famous one. We have a Pepe's outpost in the town next to us, but it's not as good. It's good. It's just a little pricey, so... Yeah, we don't go there that often, but the pizza <laughs> is really good. It's good. It's 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 unlike any pizza you'll have, but I, I mean then in like a good way. Um, <laughs> but I took it. Yeah, I took Neil to bar, and then we went out and drank a bunch of beers, and it was awesome. He's just a nice, like yeah. passionate, sweet man. I could, I very I, cool. I really like him so much. He's such a nice guy. Like, except when you're he's. <laughs> I'm curious about how you got into. So, I mean, you're you you went to grad school for art. You're an artist. You love beer. How did that kind of turn into beer career? So, I started Pints and Panels in 2010. Between my first and second year of grad school, uh, the name comes from an ex-boyfriend. Nice. Um, yeah, I was running errands, and I came home to his apartment, and I was like, "Hey, I want to do this like review." beer like beer like comic website like what would you call it and he didn't even look up from his book and he was just like you should call it pints and panels and i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> yes i should <laughs> um 
And being in Vermont in 2010 meant, you know, getting some of the greatest microbreweries of the day. I was there the day, the first time I visited Hill Farmstead was the day that Hill, uh, that Sean Hill got his first pallet of bottles ever. Nice. Like, like that's just, or when you go to Von Trapp and they used to brew, have you ever had any Von Trapp beers? I've not. They're really, so it's like the Sound and Music family. They have a chat, they have a very high-end hotel, but they also have a lager brewery that it was just for the hotel. And now it's a huge regional hundred barrel system, big beer hall. Um, but when I lived in Vermont, it was just in, they, they had retrofitted their deli and like sandwich shop to have a beer system and they brewed Vienna lager and you would go to the, like the high-end hotel and they'd let you like sit, like you could pretend like you were there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was, that beer was so just having access to that, having access to like, just, it was like the beer scene in Vermont, going to the Vermont Brewers Festival, meeting Sean Lawson, waiting in line for 20 minutes for two ounces of his IPA. And he poured it me to himself and I remember being like, this better be good. And I took a sip and I looked at him and I was just like, this is really good. Like it was so good. It was worth <laughs> waiting in that huge line so, for. Sean Lawson. Is that Lawson's finest liquids? Yes. Seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the beer community is so crazy. So a couple of weeks ago, I worked at a couple of breweries in town. And this couple, they're from upstate New York. And they were they're retired, so they're in one of those, you know, Mercedes Sprinters, and they're driving to Colorado to go to go skiing. And we get to talking about the brew scene back there. And, you know, they just park in people's parking lots, you know, because that's what they do when you when you just travel around the country and you, you know, you retired or whatever. So they end up parking in in the parking lot of Lawson's Finest Liquids liquids. And they're like, oh, we're closed, blah, 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 blah. But so they went to park across the street. And next thing you know, somebody comes out of the brewery and brings them like all these beers. It's that guy, Sean. <laughs> so his wife is from Connecticut. Really? She's from the town next to, um, she's from Farmington or Unionville, which is like right next to us. Um, and so like, he and I've talked about it before. He is the nicest, one of the nicest guys. So humble, really great brewer, just a really good person. I've yet to go to the new Lawson's, like the new place that he built. Uh, because I think back in the day, he was just brewing in his like house. Jeez. And his wife was drawing the labels. Like, it's like wild. <laughs> um, and now, you know, there's this beautiful facility. Um, I, I saw, I, we haven't been able to go to, Vermont closed its borders. So you really couldn't oh, go. Wow. Yeah, they were, their COVID were, they had really heavy COVID restrictions. Like you get a big ticket. If they saw your like Connecticut plates and you got caught, it was like a thousand. It was really expensive. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now if you're vaccinated, you can go back up there. And since I am vaccinated, I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like trying to like see if I can go back up there because I've never been and I'd love to I'd love to go up and see his beers are really good we get a bunch of them down in Connecticut and they're always stellar so yeah the, the only the only one I've had is Sip of Sunshine yes and I had it six years ago and then probably two years ago I my buddy lived in Boston and we went to a went to a we went to Boston and I was on Untapped I looked at and I, they popped up so I went to a liquor store Mm -hmm. Bought a four pack, drank one. I'm like, it's still as good as I remember. Took the other three, went to the post office, and sent them back to Kansas City. <laughs> That's smart. And so that yeah. couple that came into the to the brewery the other day, we were talking about, you know, how I love that beer. They went after the vehicle and they had the double IPA with them. 
and they oh, gave nice. me one of those and it's still in my refrigerator i haven't even cracked it yet i was like the beer karma is real yeah. <laughs> that's the best part about beer people too is beer people are so nice yeah. you know like they want to share the thing you know when you go to other places or i always travel with beer um <laughs> i always do like i can't help myself so like we were in like alaska and right. we were at a brewery and i'm like here's beer from connecticut and they were just like what you know like that's a good idea yeah like i always have beer in my suitcase or we go to uh, we have very good friends in belgium we go to belgium we've been to belgium three times my husband and i um and so we always bring american beer and right. then there's a my friend owns a beer store in brussels and he drinks more fox farm the brewery i work at than like i do sometimes because there's a guy from new jersey who comes up once a month and then flies to belgium for business and so he'll just send me pictures of drinking like our pilsner <laughs> and i'm like how did you and he's just like oh, i don't know you know like <laughs> i guess why yeah it's that's the best part you know like traveling places and then like filling your suitcase with stuff you've never had before or going to beer stores and being like what's good and then just kind of like i'll yeah. take that and that and that you know that's the each state has their own beer scene and it's just fun to go and try yeah. I, we went to australia in 2019 i judged the australia international beer awards and i'd never heard of any beer i drank the almost <laughs> entire time i was there and everything was so good isn't that great when you go someplace was, you're like i've never heard of this <laughs> i don't know what any of these and they have um they don't have tap handles they have like little cards that are like uh, pinned up in front and you're like uh i'll take that and then it shows up <laughs> and it's just like this is delicious you know yeah. and it's it is awesome like i've yeah, it was a great, great beer scene. I enjoyed, like, so, my, yeah. So back to the next question, you kind of decided to make this a career thing. Um, obviously, you you your your advanced cicerone. Mm -hmm. I mean, at what at what point in your in your beer travels did you think, oh, I'm mo way more into this than than I probably should be, but I like it and I'm gonna keep going. Well, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I so living in Vermont really helped. And then finding out about the Cicerone program, I'm a big nerd, if you can't tell. Um, and I love to learn and geek out and read and whatnot. So I took the level one Cicerone when I lived in Oregon and passed, which is just an online exam. Right. And then the level two I took in 2015. Um, I was working at a brewery in Connecticut called Two Roads. I worked there for five and a half years. There are wow. big big regional like they, they actually they brew sip of sunshine for lawson's oh okay. uh, yeah so they're a big contract facility um so i got I, there's we he had a new session ipa and i fished some low fills out of the like the bin and <laughs> took them to the beach <laughs> and i was like i was with my friends and i was like this beer doesn't get released for two more weeks this is the first time anyone's ever like taken it out right um probably shouldn't have done that that was probably not a great idea but it was I mean, that's what, that's what low care. fills are for yeah it's but except, mean, except it, this was a really deep bin and sometimes when it, a beer gets kicked into the bin you get hit in the head <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be like kind of head first trying to like dig out some low fills and then you get whapped in the head yeah. that hurt a lot that's but whatever that's but you, you, but you but you earned the beer doing that oh way, yeah right? no yeah, i had a, i had a special like bag I, for my low fills and i'd bring them home and like because we brewed evil twin stillwater um our own beers which were very good um lawson's 
we brewed a lot of stuff, um, wow. a lot of stuff. So it was always fun, different day. Like, oh, what are we like packaging or just like pulling one off the line or pulling one out of the low fill area and just right. trying it. It was fun. So, um, but I took my certified in 2015 and then or 2014, I don't remember. I, but I took the advanced in 2017 in Chicago. Didn't think I passed. It's a really hard exam. Um, found out two months later, I did, I was homesick and I started, I found, I got the email and I started screaming and my husband was home cause he used to be a bartender and he worked nights and he like thought something terrible had happened. <laughs> He's like, what, what, what? And I was like, I passed, I passed. And then I started getting this nagging feeling that I really wanted to take the master. And so I quit my job, um, at two roads in 2018 to study full time. Um, yeah, it was a real leap of faith. Um, plus yeah. I had started doing pints and panels and I mean, pints and panels was starting to pick up. So I was like, all right, well, I got that. And then luckily getting this job working at Fox farm, I got that in July of 2018 where the owner was like, Hey, come in and like help us once a week. No big deal. And then I've been there now for almost four years. Um, <laughs> but the beer is so good. So good. Franconi and Keller beer, all the Franconi and Keller beer I could drink. Um, so I work there and then study and, you know, and draw on the side. And now I'm working on my second book for Brewers Publications and doing commissions and traveling all over. Hopefully go back to traveling. Yeah. Um, I miss I miss judging beer. Like, you know, obviously I do it at home, but I miss judging <laughs> that professionally. So um, how many times have you taken the, the master? This will be my uh, two. So I got a, you need an 85 to pass. I got a 78 the first time and a 77 uh, the second time. Um, I know a lot of people who've done worse uh, the second time because you get confident where you're like, oh, I, I know I know how to do this. And then it's, you're always out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, and the third time is the charm. I'm, I'm still not, I don't think you can be comfort, like confident about it. I just, I don't know. So I'm going to take it. I have, I take it with, um, I have three really good friends who I've made by taking the exam with them. Yeah. Um, and so we do like study weeks, we travel together. Um, two of them live in the UK and one of them actually is a good friend of mine from Connecticut. So I knew him from before. Um, he's the education person for, uh, artisanal brewing ventures. So victory mm -hmm. six point, um, Southern tier. And then my other two friends, one lives in London and one lives in Glasgow. And so we talk and study together a lot. Um, oh, then mostly we just goof off and drink beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's the, I, the program sounds awesome and I love it, but there is absolutely nothing appealing to me about that kind of masochistic studying and test taking. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's fun. There's something about the exam that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Neil, um, Neil didn't say that when he took it. He didn't call I, it fun. That was, I, the first time I took it, it was fun because there was no expectation to pass. Right. Really? Um, and I remember telling Ray Daniels, who's the founder of this Hisaron program, I was like, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. And he was like, are you feeling okay? <laughs> did, you, second, did you get hit with another can? <laughs> yeah, the second time was not fun. Um, they're like, they're you, you either like puke or cry during the exam. Um, that's what they say. The first time I didn't either do either. The second time I stupidly made, I was going on a family vacation the next day and my it was with my mother and my sister um, to Scotland. And so I was like, well, I'll fly home right after the exam. And then my mom and I can fly together, um, which was this. So I'm on the plane home 
at like midnight, like kind of drunk, <laughs> depressed, because I know I didn't pass, trying not to cry on a full Southwest flight back to Connecticut. And I took a photo. Fo- I always take photos of my, like, you know how people take selfies of themselves when they look good? I right. always take selfies of myself when I look utterly nuts <laughs> because I want to, re- and I have a photo of myself where I was just like, Oh God, like I look like, and I got home at two in the morning and like my husband like tucked me in because he was awake and he was like, it's fine. You're fine. You're fine. And it was just like a mess. So I know the third time will probably be um, the night before the exam. uh, I took a Xanax and I played video games and that was real. The most fascinating part of that exam to me, because I've watched a couple of documentaries is that whole blind you know, me setting a beer in front of you and you you going through that process. That's, I mean, how yeah. do you even learn that? I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. You do so you just drink. I always tell people like, what do I like? What do I do about beer? How do I learn about beer? And I'm like, drink beer uh, responsibly, responsibly. <laughs> but you just drink beer. So I have my friend Ian who has a liquor store. He does blind beer training for me, um, and I just drink as many classic styles. We drink a lot of classic styles here at my house. So like Cezanne Dupont with dinner, I just had a Guinness for an extra stout, which was phenomenal. You just kind of train to drink right. classic beers. And actually that, that portion's not that difficult. Really? Uh, yeah. Once you kind of know, like it's, you get really excited when you get one. Like I was with my friend Robin, who's taking the exam with me last year and the, in the exam for tasting, they'll tell you during the exam, like, this is the answer to number one. This is the answer to number two. So you kind of know how you did. Right. Um, and for the blind tasting portion, they were like, number three is an American wheat beer. And I was like, I know it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I got that too. And there was like four and extra stat was in it. Um, it's hard, obviously. Um, but, you know, if you're drinking a bunch of beer and you kind of know, you can kind of pull out I mean, it's not easy. So walk walk us through that for those that don't know, for for dummies like me. Or or draw me a picture. Like, what are you doing as you taste this? (laughs) So the tasting exam, they'll put nine beers in front of you. You have 15 minutes and you have to name the style. Just nine beers. Just nine. Oh, yeah. No big deal. Uh, The harder part is when you have to do the – there's a stop-go panel where they put nine beers in front of you. And I think it's nine or is it 12? I don't remember. Um and some of the beers have off flavors and some of them don't. And so right. you have to be like, go, that one's clean. That one's clean. No, that one's, that's stop. Something's wrong with that one. That one has DMS. So it has that corn cabbage note. Uh, and then you write that down and you go, the next one, that one's clean. And you get in your own head because you're like, is that clean? Am I tasting it correctly? Is there anything? That's the hardest. The stop go is really hard, especially 2019. It was the hardest because some, sometimes you can't taste off flavors. There are certain off flavors that I just can't get. I've taken classes. I've tried to like you get the the like um, they come in little like pills with like powder mm-hmm. in them. You yeah. dump them in, the, and you try, you try, you try. You see what your friends think, and there's just you can't get it. And there was the stop go panel in 2019 had three of those for me, and so I just did terribly um, because I don't get damascanone, which is like hey comes across as like autumn. So, like, when you go outside when it's cold, is that aroma? <laughs> um, or, like, uh, it also comes across as, like, black currant. It's a hop staling. So, like, when IPAs start to go south, you get right. more, like, canny notes. 
Um, that's and not that's just like some people can't just you know some people they're literally yeah. yeah some people are blind to like a diacetyl that butter note yes was it thirty percent of people can't taste that my 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 buddy um, has a brewery here uh, shout out to uh, Nolan Dana Transparent I forgot to bring the beer we were supposed to drink by the way well. my bad. I forgot. I have the beer in my refrigerator. He gives us a beer every week for the podcast. And I just forgot to bring it. Anyway, he does a tasting class and I sat in there. I was like, oh my God. It's some of those things. I'm like, I would never get some of it. I can describe. I don't mean I know the word or whatever, but some of that stuff I'd be like, I don't know how the hell if, if, if you had 12 beers in front of you, yeah. <laughs> you had to do it. It's, 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 a, it's a, it's a, well, and it's, it's timed, right? So like, yeah, it's 50, you, have, how, you have 15 minutes. That's a lot to go through and not overload yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, the one thing how I train for it, because the, the capsules are really expensive and the class you want to take is really expensive. So what I do is I go to bad breweries and I get a flight <laughs> and I bring a notepad and I just like walk through each beer and I go, okay, this is a Blondale. Well then why does it taste like a Belgian? Oh, cause this, you know, like they're yeast are stressed or it's too, you know, they're fermenting too like hot or there's a bunch of reasons why. And it's a great cheap way to taste off flavors. It's a thing I tell people a lot. Take a bad beer tour, pay <laughs> for the flight. And then, yeah, it's just a great way to cheap, cheaply taste off flavors. I think maybe that's the next iteration of the mystery beer. I'm going to cover the label. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm going to get Nick as a Cicerone yet. Watch. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go over real well. I mean, it'd, it'd be it'd be it'd be a it'd fun be, experience. It'd be interesting. Maybe that's an episode. We just blind taste some beers and see what the hell happens. Speaking of, yeah, blind, my answer would be, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, <laughs> I want <right>. more. <laughs> Here's your next mystery beer, uh -oh. sir. Uh -oh. <laughs> Speaking of blind taste. I'm out of beer. That's why. That's why I need that. I, I tell you one thing, Em. If if all the, because you know, even taking the you know the the certified beer server and the study things that go along with it, if they were pictures and the way you do it, I would learn better, way better that way. Because at least when I when I see what you do, it makes sense to me. Thank when you. you're yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a good test taker. I'm not a reader of of, of text. But things like that, that that stick in your head, it's probably my creative side. You know what I'm saying? That that makes sense to me because when I, I'm like, oh, now I can get the style. If there's pictures involved, <laughs> oh, that's why. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I do pints and panels. I mean, it's accessible. Yeah, all my all my stuff is available for free. I do a a visual certified beer server syllabus. Yep. I also do a visual, uh, visual certified Cicerone syllabus that I'm working on right now that I'm almost done with. Um, all of them are available for free on my website in the educational archive. It's and then I do the master Cicerone syllabus. That's more for that's for me, right? Um, <laughs> to help me because I'm also a visual. I'm not a good. That's what are you? A, are you a visual learner yes. too? And it drives me nuts how when you're trying to read something or study. Um, a lot of the stuff online that's free is homebrew based, which is great for home brewers. And if you're going to start your brew like brewery or want to brew at home, but a lot of it's not commercial breweries, which is what the exam is. Yeah. Um, or a lot of, I get very agitated at the, the misinformation in beer. There's a lot of misinformation on websites, um, and in books. So right. I'm trying to cut through that and be like, all right, if you're looking for an accurate information about beer, come to pints and panels and it's visual too. So yes. like it's very, 
easy to understand, easy to digest. I also tell people if they see something they don't agree with or think it's wrong, like email me and tell me because I never want to teach anyone anything wrong about beer. That, right. that would be like my greatest nightmare is that like you learn something from me and then it ends up being wrong. Um, that would be really upsetting. I, every comic I do, I have um, my friend Shane McNamara who works for, he works for AB actually, but he lives in London. He has his master's in brewing and like a law degree. He's like the smartest person I know. <laughs> um, he looks at almost every comic I do. So from a brewer's perspective, I have oversight where he's like, I don't know what you mean about this. And so like we walk through it together. Um, he's incredibly helpful as an editor. So That's editors awesome. are important. Yes. What do we got here? We got, let's see, Narrow Gauge Brewing, Nanners and Nilla. I'm excited about this one. Shout out to Scott Kranz for um, picking that for you. No, actually, it got delivered Kranz? to his house. Well, that's out of St. Louis, but now they deliver, they'll, they'll ship Ooh. to Kansas City, which is nice. And no uh, Johnny wants to know, this will be 11.5%. Oh, shit. I Ooh. didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, even look at it. Em does not want to drink that. Just like it <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's okay, then. time coming up. Yeah, I know. I'm such an old lady. Mike, so my husband works. Uh, he does IT for the vaccine rollout in Connecticut, and he has to be at work at 730 to set up the like drive through for oh, yeah. the vaccine people. So he work, he gets up at 630 in the morning. So we have an early, two old, you know, two old people go to bed early with the cat. So, well, I, I'm halfway there. I got dose number one last week. Nice, that's awesome. I was very lucky in that. In the beginning, now they have protocol for extra vaccines, but in the beginning, when he was working, they were just throwing them out. So he was like, "You get here in 15 minutes, I can jab you." Yeah. Ya. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a shit show in Missouri right now with the vaccines. That's what I've yeah. People, people are driving an hour and a half. Right. When you should, there should be plenty in Kansas City, but there's not. Makes no sense. The rural areas have more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the town of 500 has 2500 doses, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. No they actually in Connecticut everyone above 16 will be able to get vaccinated in 3 weeks here. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, you can smell that. Yes, a lot of banana. And we know there's a banana in this one. For sure. <laughs> What's it called? Nanners and Nilla. So is it like a, a vanilla banana wafer type like situation? Vanilla wafer. It's a lot of banana. It's really sweet. Yeah, it is pretty sweet. It doesn't taste like 11%, though. No, you don't. I don't feel like I'm getting. <laughs> Schn- schnockered <laughs> which, which usually is a bad sign well <laughs> you don't know you're taking in that much alcohol it doesn't end well a lot that's true i mean well you know you or, we can, or it ends very well we can both well, walk home from here so it's fine yeah, we're good i just gotta walk across the street so what's what's next for uh pints and pounds you said you got a you got a, a book coming out yeah, so I'm working on uh, a book called Hooray for Craft Beer with Brewers Publications, so the Brewers Association, and cool. that is due in September. It'll come out next year sometime, so sometime in 2022, probably summer or fall. Uh, it's just a really nice illustrative intro to craft beer. I drew a sleeping yeast today. Where has a little oh, nightcap. I, I can't wait to see what that looks like. Are, my, the publisher for I was like, what, what book are you guys looking for? And she was like, make the hops talk. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Let's do that. So it's incredibly whimsical. 
it goes through beer styles. It goes through, it's just a really nice illustrated guide to beer. It's going to be no brand focus at all. Like I'm right. going to direct people to the fact that most people have a brewery either, you know, in their town or near them. Um, I want people to go to their local breweries and try beers. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm working on now. I've got, um, I've been doing, um, beer, uh, bottle or can commission. So I'll draw any beer bottle that you want, you know, whatever. Uh, and $10 from every sale goes to beer culture. I do that as well for, uh, I've been drawing a lot of buildings, so like bars that have closed that people really miss. Oh, wow. Um, or houses or whatever. Uh, and then part of that sale also goes to um, beer culture because I really, really like what they do. I think they're awesome. So yeah, that's, and then I just, you know, draw a lot of freelance stuff. I'm working with the Institute of Brewing and Distilling in London. Um, I'm doing a bunch of comics for them. So that's really cool. I'm just drawing a lot about beer, working on a lot of um, what's been really popular is doing style comparisons. So like, what's the difference between a Hellas oh, yeah. and a Pilsner? And so I kind of lay them out side by side. Yeah. So you can see like, oh, with that, oh, that it's darker. Oh, and it's drier. Oh, and it would be more bitter. So, and these are the flavors you're looking for. So I've been That's doing a cool. lot of those. Yeah. That's a really cool like mix though of styles because you know I just look at your art style with your your panels and then I think you know infographics is a whole other talent pool to me and like to combine the two that's that's really neat. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm trying I'm working on an infographic right now about alcohol shelf life for a website in, based out of New York City called The Alcohol Professor and man is that a lot of work i just i spend over an hour on the phone with a master sommelier going through different wines their shelf life alcohol talking with the editor of whiskey advocate um wow. it was you know way more info that i thought and then just trying to like lay i lay it out and then i said to them and they were like could you lay it out this way and right. luckily like i work in a way where all my work is kind of like a puzzle so everything's very movable and easy yeah. to, it's not like a comic where everything's, there's a panel and then another panel and then another panel and everything's very rigid. Um, it's kind of more like a puzzle and that's what like an infographic is for me. So that's what I've been working on. Um, there's always something to work on. Um, it's, yeah. it's exciting. You know, people email me and they're like, can I, can you draw me this? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> pay, pay me money. And yeah. Um, and it's, yeah. You know, it's exciting. It's, you know, I'm, I'm not, an exp if you're looking for any drawing, I'm not expensive. Um, so there's, I've been drawing others. I've been drawing a lot of stuff. It's fun. It's a lot yeah. of fun. What's, uh, what got you involved with beer culture? Cause I, I love those guys as well. I just, I really like what they do. I, what was, how did it happen? So when I, I started doing commissions and $10 would go to direct relief for COVID. And then I was looking for, you know, a different nonprofit to kind of highlight. And I've always just been really into what they've done. And then yeah. in the November, I was like, you know what, I'm going to switch and have them be my, my only nonprofit that I do because cool. it should be beer. And I did, um, I donated a bunch to the Michael Jackson foundation that Garrett yeah. Oliver did. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, beer culture sent me this plaque. What? Look at this shit. Oh, that's cool. 
That's it nice. made me so happy. I like got it <laughs> in the mail last week and I emailed them and I was like, no way. Like it was so beautiful. I was like, that's going on the wall. Yeah, there you like, go. Yeah, it's right next to this is the first this was the this is my first judging um tag from the Great American Beer Festival when I judged for the first time. Very that's awesome. cool. How I long ago it, was that? 2017. So I judged 2017, 2018, 2019. And then I, too, I they were like, do you want to judge in 2020? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, though. Uh, but no. Um, and so I, it's my favorite thing to do. I love GABF judging. Everyone's so nice. The beer is really good. It's good practice. I love, actually, it's a great when it's, so it's always before the master. So you go, and my friend Max, who also judges with me, from we travel together, and we'll walk around on the floor, and he'll, I'll, I'll be like, all right, five minutes, and we'll go, and we'll find each other random beers, and I'll be like, what did I just give you? <laughs> or I'll be like, this beer is really, I was like, spit everywhere, Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's go, not like, a family show; it's fine. Yeah, nah, it's okay, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be like, this beer has something wrong with it. You know, I'll like seek out crappy beer. Um, wow. Yeah, at the at JBF, which is it's it's not that difficult. Um, there's a lot of beer there, so it's a, it's a really fun to just like walk around. And then by eight thirty, I'm like, it's time to go back to the hotel room, take an edible, and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you go find him bad beers because that's both a nice as he's studying, but you also yes. still get to be mean to your friend. And give him bad beer. Oh, yeah. Or like that's the bet or that's fun when you're judging and the beer is so terrible that you're like, you know when something smells bad and you're like, This smells terrible, smell it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people do that a lot. Uh, for good or for bad when you're judging. Like this is I remember we were at a table and I forget who was one of the female judges at the table was like, This is the best example of dimethyl sulfide or DMS I've ever smelled. It smelled like straight cabbage. She's oh, like, wow. You gotta you gotta try this. It wasn't was a cabbage like, beer. No, 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 no. I was, I forget what we were judging. I was judging with Chris from Greenbench, who was on okay. the board for beer culture. Right. Um, and so he and I were just like, uh, cool, thank you. Um, but it was a really great example of, it was disgusting, um, but it was a great example of DMS. Um, and that's the fun, or like when you have a really, really good beer and you like walk up to another table and you're like, yo, you got to try this, like this yeah. rocks. And you yeah. don't know what you're drinking. Right. Um, I've judged where we almost gave a uh, beer gold uh, or uh, bronze, even though it didn't fit because we really wanted to know what it was. And then we were like, well, that's not right. We can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so we did. And we ended up giving bonds to Widmer because <laughs> it was oh, American wow. wheat beer. Yeah. Um, but we never knew what that bronze, that beer was. I have no idea what we drank. It was one of the best beers I've ever had. Did you, did you happen to uh, hang out with Melissa Cole? Yes. GABF. Of course. <laughs> she I is love. awesome. She is wonderful. She, yeah. I met her through Max. So Max, my friend who works at Artisanal Brewing Ventures, had done an event with her in England. Um, and so I met her. I met her the first time I met her, we went to have you ever been to Hogshead Brewing in Denver? It's the real ale pub. I know of it, I've never been there. They brew like dark milds and whatnot. Right. So she flew all the way from London. <laughs> And then we dragged her to the like real ale brewery. <laughs> Just what she wanted, right? And she was like, cool, great, more bitters. Thank you. Like, <laughs> you know, she was very polite. And the beer is good, but it was, yeah, she's, yeah, she's uh, awesome. 
she's an awesome person. That's the best part about beer is that almost everyone is, you know, almost everyone, almost, is a really good person. And they yeah. love what they do and they're passionate about it. So That's yeah. awesome. You know, I, I struggle with, you know, people who, you know, because there's, there's bad beer and there's people who think beer is bad because they don't like a style because they don't understand the style. Yeah. How would you? How do you go about if you're talking to to somebody who who's uninitiated, and they're like, oh, "I don't like that. That's that's terrible." And but it's not. So I always think about my my aunt Nancy, who's a great who loves beer, beer drinker. Uh, she's from Oregon. She loves Hefeweizens. She's a wonderful woman. Uh, actually, most of my beer, my really cool beer glasses, come from her travels. When she moved, nice. she gave them. Like I have some really great beer glasses because of her. Um, and she, I was. We were at Thanksgiving and she, I was like, oh, I brought a sour. And she goes, I don't like sours. I'm not drinking. I'm not like sours. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Who would say and that? I, and I was like. <laughs> Nobody would say that. Yeah. I was like, Aunt Nancy, like, do you like, like lemonade? And she's like, oh, yeah, of course. And I was like, well, you need to think about, you know, this. Think about lemonade when you're trying this because it reminds me a lot of lemonade. And she tried it and she was like, this is really good. And I was like, yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so, give which I a, think is always the best response. Duh. Duh. Like it's yeah. So you just need to. It's different frame of reference. Yeah, and there's something you know. People don't. I don't like dark beers, and it's like, but you like right. You don't like chocolate or coffee, right? Um, or you know, there's a lot of misconception about dark beers that are like too thick, or they're too you know alcoholic, or they're too you know caloric, or which is like Guinness is one of the lowest calorie counts right. of any beer. Um, so that's, there's just, you have to kind of prime the pump, I guess, when you give (laughs) someone a beer. Um, I, I struggled with Rauch beers. I didn't like smoked beers for a really long time. I was like, I don't want that bacon beer. And now they're one of my favorite styles. I drank one last night. Yeah, Um, I had, we have a, one of the beers I work at, he does a smoked Pilsner. Oh, nice. And it's, and people, I don't like smoked beer. I'm like, well, it's not what you think. I said, you know, think of the regular Pilsner that he does, but a little bit of character, if you will. And they're like, oh, it's really good. And another one, another one we do, this is Windshift, shout out to Tony. He does a, a he does his, he does a coconut porter. Mm, but I, he, I love coconut beer. Yeah. So but he good. did a soured coconut porter. Hmm. And it's not, I like both styles, probably not together, but they're both done, they're done, it's done really well. Yeah. But, but people come in. Even the people who don't, don't like beers and they and they taste it as sour mm-hmm. and they like it, I'm like, well, you must like dark beer, yeah. <laughs> you know, because their perception is like, oh, it's a it's a dark beer, but yeah. the sour part of it, they're like, oh, I can get with that. So it's you know, yeah, I struggle with trying to coach people. Well, up. I think you got to get past too. Like sometimes you'll try something that first time and you may not like it, but that's not going to be the same sour that you have the next time or the next. Yeah, well, beer, yeah, beer's always changing. So I agree. I mean, it's there's certain styles that I've had that are really good, and I, you know, with with smoke beers, I love uh, especially that smoke pilsner. Lot, yeah. Put a lot, put a lime wedge in that. Yeah, yeah. He did uh, so. He'll take. He'll he did a tweaked it again for. He does a small bat Sunday. Then he put blood orange in it. Oh wow! And it was just, it was like, it was really good. I'm gonna like anything <laughs> with blood orange in it. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> It's, awesome. al- it's almost, you, you done with that beer yet, buddy? It's almost time for your third. I thought you said you were out. No, I brought three beers. I, I didn't bring the one I was supposed to bring. Mm. Sorry, Nolan. <laughs> I'll save it for next week. That, you, you've missed him twice. 
Well, no, that one week I just didn't go by there. Then I purposely went by to get another one. He was, and I forgot to bring it. It's fine. So do you have a favorite style? Oh, man. Uh, I love dark lagers. So Munich Dunkels, Czech dark lagers, Schwartz beers. Um, I really like dark lagers because they always feel like they need a little love. Um, yeah. And they're just really good year-round beers. People always think of like dark lagers as like a winter or like fall beer, but I love dark lagers all year round. Especially Schwartz beer in the summer, excellent. Yeah, um, I said a sports beer yeah. yesterday. They're so good. And then I wit beer. I love Belgian. I was again really into quads uh, this winter. We went through a heavy quad. Like we were drinking a quad. I mean, it was a small bottle. We drink a quad a night. Um, you know, after dinner, it was a great after dinner. Right. Beer. It's cold. It's snow. I mean, we got a lot of snow this year. Um, to just like tuck in, drink a quad, and it's just so good. You're like drinking like raisins and like caramel. Right. It's just so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, I just love beer so. Much. I know that I like. I probably have a little bit of a problem with loving beer, not drinking beer. I've got the non-alcoholic stuff. I know my limit with that, but like, I just love talking about beer so much. It's my like. There, there's it's, nothing wrong with loving beer. No, That's no, the, there's not. There's a lot life. of us. Out, there's a lot of us out there. That's the cool thing about like <laughs> jumping into the world here, the craft beer world, as I've done the last year. Is just everybody enjoys it. They all share it. No, it's like a, you said. I think the the beer karma is real. People get along, happy. You I'm know, we've met a jerk yet. I mean, we, you know, I mean, we, you know, we talk about diversity in beer and things like that. But ultimately, whoever's in it, it's all love. Mostly, ninety nine point nine percent. You know, there's some yeah. there's some dummies out there, but you oh, know. Yeah. You know, and sure, it could be way more di diverse, you know, Absolutely. more women, more, more yeah. whoever, you know what I'm saying? But, but as an industry, it's actually tried. Well, you yeah. can say that about all industries. Well, that's most, true. Most industries. You know, and, and this industry gets along with each other. I don't think there's any bad blood between breweries. <laughs> that would be weird. That's a brewery war. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be like Anchorman where they meet in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do a, a, a beer version of Anchorman. There we go. <laughs> Brew team assemble. <laughs> that sounds like a, a great short <laughs> here we go uh bohemian breakfast it's an oatmeal brown ale with coffee from four hands also oh, out of st louis dana D jeremy danner will be happy to hear that nice so if we were coming to your next neck of the woods um you've you've mentioned a couple of breweries that you really mm -hmm. like yep um who who else do, do, would you send us to so we, I live an hour. I live less than an hour from Treehouse. Oh, really? Yes. Great, great brewery. Uh, super nice people. Great, great place to sit and hang out when I don't know when they'll open again. Um, but I love going there. Like you go on a Wednesday when you don't know if the bar is going to be open. Sometimes they don't open it, but the, most of the time they do. Right. And you go and you just like sit. They have these like big Adirondack chairs. You hang out, drink a pint. Um, they do a, their lager program is is very strong, uh, so that's great. And I love yeah. I'm a crispy kid. That's what I call myself. Uh, not crispy boy. <laughs> M. Sauter, the crispy crispy kid. kid. Um, and so that's your fighting name. Yeah, crispy kid. <laughs> hashtag crispy kid. Um, so I love yeah. Treehouse is really good. There's also Massachusetts has a really great beer scene. Every place has a good beer scene. Um, I love Kent Falls. My friend Barry's Brewery in Kent, Connecticut. Great beer. Um, they're doing all sorts of stuff, IPAs to his, I had a fooder. I went and visited him on Wednesday and we got to sit outside and 
drank one of his like fooder age lagers. It was really good. Um, Alvarium in my town in Connecticut, New Britain, super good brewery. The Connecticut has a, a very good scene. Um, we have New Park in West Hartford. We've got Counterweight in Hamden. Counterweight's probably that's my if if I can't talk about Fox Farm being the brewery I work at, Counterweight's probably my favorite brewery in the state. Just really solid loggers, great IPAs. Their owner is just a really nice guy, Matt. Um, I really like their beers a lot. Um, we've got old school, like New England Brewing Company. They've been open for I don't even know how many years. Um, they brew old school stuff, but then they brew a lot of like new stuff. They're really great. There's just a lot of really good beer in Connecticut. I could keep going. Um, <laughs> um, I, I like that we asked the question. She's going to list all of them. Yes. I'll, I'll keep going. I said I can't. This um, is really good, by the way. That This is... Um, it's like it's like a breakfast. This is this is my coffee in the morning. It is. <laughs> I also I feel like now this is episode twenty eight. We've talked a lot about brown ale, but I think this might be the first brown ale we've had on the show. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 a guessing game when I go get the beers out of the fridge. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we haven't had a brown ale before. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I don't think we have. I don't think and we, we have. talked about brown ales a lot. Well, we know Afro Beer Chick doesn't really like them. So no, and, and I don't want to get on her bad side. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh, M, it's been a pleasure to have you on. I know yes. it's past your bedtime, so we're not going to you know hold you. Um, how can people find you, reach you, see you, all those things? Where where, where do we get hold hold of you? So uh, my website is pintsandpanels.com and then I'm on social at pints and panels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, there's new content every day. Uh, if you have any questions, my DMS are open. You can cover the contact link on my website. If you want to ask me a question, um, people ask me questions all the time about like how to get in the industry. What do you pair with lobster? Like I've got questions all the time and I will, I will answer them. What do you pair with lobster? Flanders red. There you go. Okay. That okay. is, yeah. Or I like with, I, with with seafood, I really like Belgian blondes or whipped beers. But if you want to think outside the box, I go Rodenbach, Grand Crew. Because that's going to okay. just be, like, that's going to be what the, you're going to get, you're going to hit all the boxes of, like, salty, sweet, sour. It's going to be interesting, but really good. So. Sounds complimentary to me. Yeah. I, I, I love anything where they're salty and sweet together. That's yeah. my, my favorite pairing is chocolate chip cookies and New England IPA. I think we did that. It's a and great I pairing. Think, I think it worked well, actually. It's yeah. a, cause it reminds, it's like a, one of those like bitter chocolate oranges you get at Christmas time. Yeah. Like oil, that's yeah. why I like it. Or yeah. New England IPA and tacos. Nigel's yeah. a New Orleans guy. He loves oysters. Same pairing. Uh, you can go classic. With yeah, oysters, you're going to either do Guinness or Cantillon Goose. Okay, I could, yeah, I could see, I could see it goes to doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So those are the yeah. two. So okay. and if you if you if you can find a Cantillon, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, awesome. I got I got a Cantillon for my birthday from my friend Austin. That was oh. a that was a very nice surprise. So, very nice, very nice. Yeah, I was like, oh wow, and his mom made me cookies. Oh, I was like, he all, the, to, all the things. Yeah, he showed up to curbside and he was like, I bought a case of your Hellas. Here's a Cantillon and my mom made M&M cookies for you. And I was just like, what? <laughs> okay. 
Thanks. That's awesome. That's awesome. But again, thank you yeah. for coming on. Nick, yeah. where, can they, where can they find us, buddy? Well, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or really just all of your favorite podcast apps. And you know what else? You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff. Hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper-to-bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.